Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Welcome, everybody. It's the latest episode of Eurobash. What are we on, 48 or 47? No, I don't even know anymore. There's so many of them. There's so many of them. Who's counting? You know, we had a, a big old event there. Well, I mean, a big event in terms of the first um, event in Uruguay over the weekend. And uh, let's be honest, Valentina Shevchenko. She didn't even introduce herself. Didn't even have to break a sweat there. Yeah, I know she didn't. But you didn't introduce yourself. Start a show. Disgraceful. Well, my, my name's, name's Peter, Peter Carroll. No, your name's Noel McGrath. That is true. But everybody knows what my name is. All right, okay. Everybody. Everyone. But, um, yeah, uh, how are you? Did you enjoy the fights the weekend? I, I did. I, yeah, listen, I went through them. wasn't a great invested interest in the yeah, car. But, um, yeah, I don't think we're going to spend too much time today. I think it was a pretty straightforward uh, run through for Valentina Shevchenko. And, um, Do you know what was... Mike, Mike Perry's nose was probably the standout Jesus. incident of it all. Yes, it was. Crazy um, sick. I just uh, it is actually episode number forty eight. I just right. out there. But um, what I was kind of taken aback by there is usually when you go to a place and it's the first event in a country, the atmosphere is usually crazy. I didn't really pick up an insane atmosphere from Uruguay, did you? No, and um, I think the reason we're going to get that more and more is because the UFC don't promote their cards. Very <laughs> is that often. what this is? Is it? Well, f- come on, let's let's not beat around the bush, Carl. We don't we don't do it. No. for the last ten years, we're not going to do it now, are we? It's just the, the kind of week to week situation yeah. where they're only arriving on the week of the fight, yeah. so it's like, all right, we have four days. I just don't understand the model sometimes, and I often talk about this, and I've talked about it for many a year, um, in terms of why the UFC actually do this, and they don't have less cards and build them up more, put more hype behind them. They're creating more stars if they do mm. that, in a terms of a marketing sense, for their brand, and maybe starve the consumer a little bit of the product. Because it's like, listen, man, we, we all know, and I think we all accept that, you know, fans are way more selective now in what fight cards they're going to watch. And I know, you know, if I was a casual fan, obviously I'm not. I'm a hardcore fucking gobshite like you. We have to watch all the cards. And, and sometimes you are. You're just like, oh, God, just give us a fucking weekend off. Like, do you and know do, what I mean? Do you ever notice when it is, like, that when they leave it, they leave a gap of a week. We're chomping at the bit. Like, by the time the next UFC card yeah, comes, no, like, no, oh. I wouldn't, I wouldn't oh. go a week. Yeah, maybe maybe we we are. But, like, that's not the general yeah, consensus. Yeah, no, no. In, but I'm know. just saying it, it does add to the kind of allure of the event if you mm. do give it a bit of space. Like, next week we have Diaz, and it feels like that's just kind of sprung up wait. today you know like yeah, really that, that's sad because that like you know and I, I listened to that interview with Nate Diaz there this Brett morning Okamoto's interview Brett and ESPN yeah you know really interesting stuff from Nate and um, you know I feel very much the UFC played that card all wrong he was a, a pay-per-view star after he fought Connor he was you know he was getting serious amount of traction and they just let it fizzle out by, by, by not sort of treating him right yeah, no, we couldn't agree more. And I mean, it's been the case of the Diaz brothers yeah, since, since day crazy. one. But um, let's have a look at the news because uh, we, we'll get back to Uruguay. And of course, we'll be talking about UFC 241 later on. 
So, uh, yeah, here's the headlines. Obviously, Shevchenko defends her title in a pretty one-sided uh, main event against Liz Carmouche. Um, that was the big event of the yeah. weekend. Uh, Cage Warriors unplugged. Uh, the bantamweight lineup has been released by yours truly. Uh, Scott Malone will take on Jack Cartwright uh, in one semi-final, and then Josh Reed will take on Marco Kovacevic in the other semi-final. Very, very nice bracket there, I have to say. Also on that unplugged card, it's Joe, the return of Joe McCulligan to the Cage Warriors banner. Fat Joe. And uh, he's taken on a French striking machine, that Mehdi Ben Lactar, who is an absolute savage. Congratulations to Joe, he got engaged. Oh yes, congratulations, good sir. Um, I can finally, um, you know, let Elaine watch his fights again. My missus has a bit of thing for Joe, so... These the, things the, happen the, in the MMA. The posh naughty fighter. Yeah. Craig Voigt v. Lewis uh, Glissman is also on that card, as well as Tom Means versus Decky McAleenan. Um, and, of course, um, hot prospect out of Ireland, Ian Gary, will make a second professional outing when he takes on Martin Harris. That's a good step up for Ian as well. Four and five. And if you've looked at Martin Harris's record, he's only lost to really good fighters. Like, really, really, good really good fighters. So, well, I think that's the kind of guy Chris is in terms of what yeah, his, no his easy fights here. No easy fights. Yeah, that, that's not an easy fight. One bit, man. That's a that's a tough, tough fight, and um, very excited to see Ian again. Obviously, he had that heartbreak there at Cage Warriors one hundred six when his fight was uh, cancelled at the eleventh hour, but he still managed to make uh, make it a big event for himself. Uh, regardless of that, so that's always a good sign. Um, Bellator Dublin also has another fight, very interesting one here. Uh, two champions under different banners. Blaine O'Driscoll will take on Jake Hadley. Uh, Jake Hadley, obviously EFC flyweight champion, and Blaine O'Driscoll is the WWFC flyweight champion. <laughs> what? What happened? Um, so they're going to be going uh, at it at Bellator Dublin. Also, Bellator Milan, we have uh, Oliver Encamp taking on Giorgio Petrini. On the that is the co-main event of the Paramount portion of the card, I believe, and Galore Buffondo v Stefano Paterno, who I think is an unbelievable prospect fighting out of uh, Italy, obviously a former Cage Warriors champion as well, they're going to be the co-main event of the Channel 5 card, I, I really like those fights I have to say, really really nice for the Milan card as well, but um, also announced Aspen Ladd will look to bounce back from her first career loss when she takes on Yana Kun- Kunsakaya in de- December, and then uh, just before we got on here today, <coughs> excuse me, Newsome MMA tweeted that Mark Diacase will take on Lando Venata at UFC Copenhagen. That's a pretty good car, a pretty good fight to add to yeah, that card. It's a, it's a it's knockout written all over it right there. Two stand up guys yeah. like to stand down and, and trade. Um, very interesting scrap, yeah. For Absolutely. Lando and Mark about them. Yeah, so that's the roundup of the news. I probably missed a few bits and pieces. I was at a wedding this weekend, unfortunately. It was a fantastic wedding, by Likewise. the way. But, um, it's just wedding season, guys. It what is. do you want from us? We have to we have to kind of tune out for a couple of hours every weekend for the next couple. But um, some talking points there just over the weekend, Noel, um, and we love our talking points. Uh, the UFC, as we said last week, has said that Masvidal won't get the next shot. Masvidal then does an interview with our beautiful Galerme Cruz, and he says he will fight Leon but it's going to happen on his terms. The main takeaway there for me is, is that it's going to happen. Yeah, once he starts talking, um, that means he's putting it out there that he's interested. He has Leon in his crosshairs now, 100%. Exactly, and he's probably had a conversation with Colby. Colby is obviously going to get the next title shot against Kamara Usman. Um, UFC already made a mistake by not putting on Woodley v. Colby when they should have, yeah. so they need to go ahead and do that. Exactly, with and I think they will. They owe it to Colby as well, title shot, in my opinion. Um, regardless of what you think of the guy in terms of fighting, he is number one contender. You know, bottom line, periods, whatever you want to um, say. But yeah, listen. Once he's he's come out, and started talking about that. He knows he's not getting the title shot. He knows Calvin is getting the title shot. So he needs to start selling something. And I think, you know, they're going to rewind this and go back to London. They're going to. 
play that Laura Sanko interview where, you know, Masvidal walked over to Edwards and gave him a few smacks in the head because they missed a boat the first time. In the UFC, often when they miss the boat, they try and make up. Um, and I think it's it's the only logical fight for for um, for Jorge Masvidal and Leon Edwards. And Leon Turley deserves it. I don't know where he's get this. It's on his terms. Why should it be on his terms? He has to say something. I'm happy exactly, enough with that. Yeah. Um, but, like, one thing I will say is um, if they are doing, you know, I know there's so many people clamoring to get on the card already, but if they're going to do Usman v. Colby at MSG, why not put on Masvidal and Leon on that main card as why well? Why not? Great. Why not? Obviously, we'll have to sit well with Jorge Masvidal why not? before they can make that fight. Yeah, but, like, you know. I think that's a great fight, like, great, great banner fight for yeah. those guys. And then to be fresh in the viewers' minds with the title fight happening later on, I think it's perfect. And they haven't done as well, you know. International fight week, the card was okay. It was, it was all right. It came and went. I, I think know? they need to make up something to New York as well because, like, you know, it's meant to be one of the marquee events. Yeah, and so let's need, make they, it. A marquee they need event. to like last year was was okay. Obviously, GSP and Bisping, you know, two fighters who, you know, one of them's obviously retired. That one was of them, actually really cool. To be fair, we don't know. Yeah, no, it was a good card. I'm not saying that it was a very, very good card. But I think they need to start doing this with New York, New York, and, and really smacking the interest lines they need and really to do selling that with it with the, there. With the Trumps there in New York, exactly. everything. It's it's perfect. I Absolutely perfect. Um, another thing I saw Amy Kaplan of Fansided tweeting about. I think it was last night or this morning. Is Choi Lewis Parry potentially signing for the UFC? That's come out of complete left field for me. I thought he was still with Bellator. Is he not? No, I mean he, he fought in the UAE, I, I believe, recently and got an eight second knockout. But it's just like I, I don't know. I just like I can remember when he was fighting with Bellator over here. Was a Bammer or whoever? Like yeah. he fought Lucas and. Um, Propoyek and um, I just wasn't I wasn't bowled over by him I think every time I watched him fight he's fought to a decision against a guy who he was meant to you know on, on paper yeah. everybody kind of had like he's going to destroy him etc well, well even with a lot of the UFC signings he's, I know he was obviously a big name coming in to, to mix martial arts but what you're looking at with the UFC is there's a whole load of host of guys that you know, people don't really even talk about a lot of signings anymore. Guys just show up on a, on a fight card, and yeah, this, they're true. not getting much publicity. So Choi is probably a high, high, way more high uh, status than yeah, those guys. Yeah, that's yeah, what you're I'm saying. Right. So they're bringing him in for in, in terms of that. But again, I'm unsure does... about the the skill set. I must say, like, I mean, will he be able to? Like, I mean, I I mean, I, I certainly believe he'll be able to compete in the heavyweight division in general. Yeah. But like, will he have it in the top fifteen? No, well, don't like know. you don't know. Yeah, you don't know because. The thing with the heavyweight division, we always talk about it, is you know outside those top sort of three guys, it's all sort of smacking around. It's it's all sort of um, what's the word we use? Like loose change jangling around in your pocket. That's what it is. Like one guy could 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 win three fights, like Derek Lewis, be a contender, get his title shot, then lose three in a row, and it's that sort of. There's no real benchmark outside the top three. They're all sort of gatekeepers. You could be you know fifth one week, thirteenth the next week. It's very, very, very tight. So you can go into the UFC and make a push three-fight win and you're looking at a title shot. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, final bit there, just talking point. Paddy Hoolan will be releasing a book uh, next month. Um, so congratulations to the counsellor. I just had Paddy Pimlet in my head for a minute. Like, oh, no, his book is, is coming much later. <laughs> Jesus. But um, yeah, so that's going to be interesting. Uh, a lot of people seem to be excited about it. So congratulations to Paddy and Chelsea and uh, baby Seamus. Um all good news there. How does that guy fit all this stuff into his life at the moment? I don't know how the fuck you can possibly be writing a book, being a counsellor, running a gym. Don't know, man. Don't know. I'm doing the podcast. Yeah. Jeez, he has a lot of plates to spin at the moment. He does. Fair uh, play to him. The man himself. Um, but look, let's get on with our first interview of the day. 
uh, Noel caught up with Darren Till. You see, Noel only pulls it out when it's the big lads. You know, oh, <laughs> you, you do you do week in week out, Peter. When we talk, need the big long guy. enough to get Tilly on board. No Jesus. way, Till. Nah, he's Till not answering t- his phone. T- two weeks, Till not replying to text <laughs> messages. <laughs> Sounds about right to be yeah, honest. But uh, great to speak to Darren. Uh, I'm sure it was. I haven't had the pleasure in a long time. But um, yeah, we'll be back in about 15 and uh, we'll talk to you about different shite then. It's been a while since we've had this man on the show, but great to have him back on. We haven't heard from him in quite some time. Back on Eurobash, it is Darren Till. Darren, how are you, my friend? How's all with you? How are you keeping? Yes, I'm very lonely, so I'm happy. I mean, uh, just left the gym, so uh, I'm happy because I'm going to get some food. <laughs> <laughs> food, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get to that in a minute about what, uh, what your future's going to hold for you. Obviously, this talk you going to 185, so we'll, uh, we'll talk about that in a couple of minutes' time. But uh, obviously, there's a few things been going on in your life. After that fight, after that loss to Jorge Masvidal, the second loss of your career on the bounce, how are you mentally? How's everything going? Ah, uh, mate, uh, I always knew I was going to lose. Uh, I'd, I'd, I'd be telling a lie if I said that my second loss didn't, you know, really hurt me. It did, but it's just a part of the the grueling and vicious fight game we're in. So, you know, I just have to come back from that, and and I'm sure. Ahead in my long career I've got, there'll be more losses, more ups and downs, and yeah. I'm fully prepared for, for all. I just want to get better, as I've always wanted to get better, and, 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 and like, just train hard, and, and, and you know, just, I want to I want to be the best, mate, and that, that's, that doesn't necessarily mean 10 fights down the line. The best for me is my next fight, and, and showing the best, the best type of me, you know, and win or lose, just... That's what I've been doing, mate. I'm just, uh, you know, mm. I, I, I've suffered them two losses now, two losses in, in my career. It's, you know, 26. I don't, I wouldn't say it's too, it's too bad. 17 and two, mate. It's not a bad record, you know. But obviously they've been on the bounce. But that's that's just a part of the fight game, mate. You just have to crack on with it, and that's what I have done. I'm just training now, you know. And yeah. I've, I've got a fucking really strong mindset, mate. So you know, I just I crack on with things. Definitely, Darren. I, you know, we spoke in Dublin literally a few days before the Woodley fight was announced. That's going back a bit, but you even sort of said to me then, you, you know, you weren't really expecting the title shot next, and you did get that title shot a few yeah. days later. But yeah. um, did the UFC maybe push you a little bit too soon? Did they push you too fast? No, I don't believe so. No, I don't believe because I, I, I believe when I look at the fight with Woodley, you know, a lot of people were saying going in that it was striker versus wrestling. Yeah, maybe it was, but Woodley couldn't take me down. Yeah. He didn't take me down. He tried, and he's at his most strongest in, in the first round. He tried, and he never t- he never took me down. He he knocked me down. You know, he he counterattacked my attack and knocked me down, and then submitted me. That that was the thing. But when I look back at it, I, I know I can beat Woodley. I know I've got the skill set right now to beat him. And I, you know, the Masvidal fight, yeah. But first round, second round, I was beating Masvidal up yeah, yeah. quite easily as well. It was it wasn't a one sided fight. Masvidal caught me with a with a beautiful shot. And, and and he won the fight. But listen, two fights, it's not like there's any excuses for me. On that night, them two guys were simply just better than me. And I can accept that. I'm not a guy who's going to sit here and whine and moan and whinge about because my ankle was sore or because the weight cut affected me. No, on that night, them two guys were just simply better than me. And that's just the way it is. Was there, you know, we sp- another thing we, we, we talked about in the build-up to that fight was your mindset. You were very respectful to Jorge Masvidal. Is that something maybe, yeah, is that something maybe 
you'll change going forward because I think you're one of these guys that you need to really dislike your opponent in order to, to, to yeah, get your no, full ability out. Is no, that fair to say? No, I, what, what was funny about the Masvidal fight as well is yeah. I was very respectful, but also I, when I came out to fight, I was very angry fighting, and that's not me. I'm a very calm, collected fighter, like a technician. So that was a crazy twist of things. But no, I'm easy. You know, I do like the smack talk and that, but I don't mind being respectful, and especially to a guy like Masvidal. I've got a lot of respect for him. You know, he's a, he's a true fighter game. Yeah. But you know, simply the guy just won. There's no, there's no mm. problem with my mind or problem with my skill set. He, he was just a better guy on the night. That's just how I'm slicing it and dicing it. Why were you so angry though? Just wanted to prove something from my last fight because I never showcased anything against Woodley because I just like sort of was waiting to attack and then got attacked. You know what I mean? It was like so I just went out there maybe with a little bit more to prove, which you know. You live and you learn. <laughs> what was the re- reflection period after that, though, with yourself and Colin Heron, obviously your coach? Did you, you know, get uh, down on yourself for a while? You know, did it take long to get over it? Yeah, I, I just felt sorry for myself, you know, as you do. And it's just, it, you know, it took me a few weeks to be like, oh, come on, Dad, and pull yourself together. And, you know, that that's, as I say, mate, a lot of fighters would be like, no, it didn't affect me, this, that, the other. But, yeah, of course it affected me. It's... The fight came, none of us want to lose, especially getting knocked out. I've never been knocked out before. So, yeah, it hurt. It hurt heavily. Mm. Heavily hurt. And obviously being a, being a dad again, that's, is that a good distraction? Having, you know, Zara there to, to something to do to take your mind off things? She's a 24-hour distraction, <laughs> that girl, mate. <laughs> she's, a, she's, she's great, mate, honestly. She's a little dad, and I absolutely adore her, and... Uh, She's just like her and my other one. They're just my world. They truly are, mate. Big distractions, though. (laughs) (laughs) I'd imagine so. I'd imagine so. All right, Darren, let's let's move it on a little bit. Obviously, the weight issue. Um, I want to get your thoughts on that going forward. Obviously, 170. um, It's a tough, tough wave cut for you. It's a process to get down there. You've mentioned 185 on Twitter uh, and on Instagram, um, something that you may be looking at going ahead and doing in the future. What is the process now going forward and what division you're going to fight in in the UFC? Do you know what? Uh, I haven't thought about it like much. I've thought, you know, yeah, let's do well. Let's do a middle. Let's do welter. Let's do fucking heavyweight, mate, because at the end of the day, I, <laughs> I really, really am not scared of any man. But, you know, as I said, right now, the only thing I'm doing is cracking on with my training. I'm training very hard, you know, and I've started a few extra things. You know, I'm implementing a lot of uh, swimming into my game and I've been lifting a little bit of weights. So, and, I'm, you know, I'm putting on a bit of size and, you know, trying to clean up the nutrition while there's no fight coming. You know, a lot of guys, they've always said, like, you know, fight camp started. For me, Colin's always, like, put this in our head, like, train all year round, evolve to get better. And I sort of lost that a bit, you know. Last year, maybe I was only training for fights when I've never, ever been like that, you know. Listen, I only started MMA when I was 18. I haven't really been doing MMA a hell of a long time, like a lot of other these guys, since they were kids. And, you know, I've progressed fast. I've got to the highest level you can possibly get in MMA. Uh, that's because I've always wanted to just evolve. And right now, the only thing I'm doing in my life is taking care of my kids and evolving. They're just them two things. Maybe has there been one or two distractions outside of the Oxygon that come with, with, with a little bit of fame? I know you don't look at yourself as a famous guy, but you are in the public spotlight. You're a famous fighter. Um, yeah, it's, it, it's a maybe, Has there been things maybe that, you know, you got involved in maybe you didn't want to like partying and going out and things like that. Has that been a distraction? 
that, mate. I've always partied since I was 12 <laughs> years of age. Let's get that straight right now. <laughs> I, love a, I love a good party. But no, it's the only thing that's changed is that, yeah, when I go out now, wherever it be, not even in Liverpool, I mean, I don't know if you've seen, I was in Dublin the other week. And you mate, were, yeah. Uh, you know, it was unbelievable, the support from fans there. You know, I was in Canada in a small remote village. People were noticing me. I was in everywhere, Ed, Milan, Amsterdam, yeah. everywhere. It's just like, it, it's a worldwide thing now. And mate, yeah, I do want to qualify. I do not consider myself famous or celebrity. Leave that to the reality TV stars. <laughs> I, I'm a fighter, a, a very well-known fighter. And, you know, there's a lot of things that comes with that responsibility and stuff like that. So, you know, you've got to stay out of trouble. You know, I've always been in, our, in and out of trouble my whole life. And, and, and as I always try to say, you know, mistakes happen and it's ups and downs in this life. And I'm sure I'll make many more mistakes. I think we make mistakes up until we die. And, and that's just the way the cookie crumbles, pal. Yeah, but has that been a struggle though, no? No, not really. No. It's just... Adjusting the to only that. Struggle I'd, the only struggle I'd say... Sorry, now I'll just drop on no out. Worries, uh, the only struggle is, you, you know, you, you do sort of have to s- control your circle more and say no to certain things because, yeah, as you, as you say, mate, if you like to put it that way, the fame can get a hold of you a bit and the money and, and you, can, you can get a little bit distracted, which I, I, I have been and, 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 and you've just got to ride that wave and, and that balance and find what's good for you and lucky for me mate I've got so many good people around me management coach and friends and you just have to find that balance and find the right circle for you well then saying that you know you talking about 185 you've said it is the most likely option probably going for is it good maybe to have a fresh slate a fresh challenge at 185 Uh, it's just good to fight mate it's just good to fight all these top level guys whether they be in the welterweight division or the middleweight or wherever it's there's not one slouch inside that UFC octagon you, you know who fights like they're all top top level fighters so you know for me it's not about a fresh start it's just about fighting these unbelievable guys and you know being one of them unbelievable guys and getting all these these challenges you know every fight until the day I retire which is going to be 35 yeah you said that's going to be the, the day you're going to call it a, a day. That's it's quite a while that's away. It's day, you know yeah. it, it is. It's quite a while it's away. Nine like, years. Considering you're so young, exactly. It's, I think people often forget how yeah, young Darren Till is. But um, you know, look. Scary, at, mate. It's scary to think what, what I'm going to achieve in nine years. Trust me. Yeah. No. No. Listen, Darren. I, I well believe you. But I want to get your thoughts uh-huh. on the way you feel in the cage and fight night at 185 pounds. I know you haven't done yeah. it, but is it more like you going training and, you know, not having obviously to cut that weight and being at a prime yeah, it's, sort of optimum it's, Darren Till? It's more like relaxation to the head that I don't have to worry so much about weight. You know, it yeah. won't be as a big weight cut. It'll be, a, you know, a few less kilos to cut, which I think is a big weight off my mind. But as I say, mate, nothing set, set in stone yet. So... You know, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see where, where this year, at the end of this year, leads me. Darren, you must have a you must have an idea, though, no? In your mind, no, not, not one mate. I swear to God. Okay. I'm an undecided man. I'm like I'm a hard man to get hold of. Hold of. I'm a very <laughs> undecided man. <laughs> what What's Colin said about that? Has Colin had any input into 185, 170? No, Colin just doesn't say a lot, mate. He's a man of few words, and he, uh, 
Right now, I think he just wants me to train and get better, mate. Really. <laughs> Michael Bisping, uh, <laughs> just before we let you go, said um, in an interview the other day, I believe, that he'd love to see you fight Robbie Lawler at £170 next. What would your thoughts be uh-huh. on that potential fight? That's, that's a great fight, mate. I called Robbie out not so long ago, and, uh, you know, he's a... You know, he's a childhood hero. I grew up watching him, and, you know, that would be spectacular, mate. Really would. All right, Darren, I do appreciate the time. I know you're a busy man today, but, like, just one more for the... No, no problem, mate. One more for the fans and and the people listening to the show. Uh, When when are we going to expect you back in there? 100 million percent before Christmas, mate. I'm ready to fight now, so 100 percent before Christmas. But you're ready to fight at 185 pounds, right? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't know me. I really don't know. <laughs> You're pushing. <laughs> it's like me. Darren, Till, I always appreciate the time, man. I'm looking forward to uh, seeing you yes, back brother. in there. I'll speak to you soon, my man. No, no problem, mate. See you later. Darren, nice one, man. I'll chat to you soon. And what a pleasure it was for Noel to speak to Darren Till this week. Um, great stuff there, Noel. Uh, what were your key takeaways? My key takeaways are that he's 125% never going to answer his phone first time around. (laughs) Um, No, no, I think Darren, man, and I think, you know, a lot of our listeners there will, will, will... realise that, you know, the next option is 185. I think, you know, he said even there, I sort of maybe caught him out a little bit at the end. Well, on four weeks' notice, it can't be. He's not getting to 170. It's a a three-month process for him. So, yeah, listen, 185 next. And I think the thing for Darren is, you know, I'm glad he's taking this little bit of time off, obviously, to heal up from... To grow a beard. To grow that beard, get some new teeth. And um, that, you know, that, that, that knockout was nasty, dude, but... I think Darren's taking a little bit of time to reassess and He's get really, his head no, together. Agree, I agree with you, yeah. You know, it, there's nothing wrong with that. I respect that. And I'm very much looking forward to seeing a lean fighting machine in Darren Till. Well, it's, it, it's a 185 or 170. He's still going to be pretty lean, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah let's ex- be honest. Exactly. Like, he, you know, the guy probably is, what, 215 pounds walking around. Um, Nearly as big as myself. And I think he's making some lifetime changes. But, you know, I, I sort of thought for a while that maybe... You know, and he addressed it there. He did ask him the question about, you know, the, the lifestyle. Did the fame get to him a little bit? Did he deal with it in the right way? You know, it, he says, you know, that it was it was obviously a little bit tough, but he's just had to keep his circle a little bit smaller. And, you know, things like that. You know, he's 26 years of age as well. Like, guys, mm. give him a break. He gets a lot of grief sometimes for a lad so young. And he even said it there. It's going to be scary what that guy can do in the next five, six years because he hasn't even hit his prime yet. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, let's have a look back at what happened at UFC Uruguay. Uh, Valentina Shevchenko um, outclasses Liz Carmouche. Liz Carmouche didn't really offer anything, nah. um, to be honest. Great it was walk. very straightforward. Listen, Valentina, we, we've talked about it so good, so but technically this is strong, the problem, right? so hard. To, and we even said it last week, <clears throat> trying to get her to the ground or do anything with her. It's going to be very, very tough for Liz Carmouche. But the problem is here, as far as I'm concerned, is there's never any storyline within that division. After she beats someone and it's straight on to when's she going to fight Nunes again? And that fight's happened twice already. So that's difficult. Um, <laughs> like the next one there and, you know, obviously Jess Guy uh, defeated this lady. It probably is Caitlin Chukagian if they want to keep... Did you see them both changing, uh, exchanging dance moves No, there? did they? That was fantastic. probably quite cringe. It was amazing. Um, but, you know, I, I'm not sure I want to see the Nunes fight now. So I'd probably... Preferred to oh, see Chukagin, yeah, definitely. her feet face Chukagin, and that's for me again 
if it's Valentino all day long in that fight. But it's like it's like anyone that can get three wins in a row basically at flyweight is going to fight the champion. They should just do a super division with with Nunes, um, Cyborg if they're she's out. Obviously nah, she's gone. Over. No, um, <laughs> Shevchenko throw Yoan up there as well and just get rid of weight classes in women's mixed martial arts. Jesus Christ! Um, I'm yes. joking. Please. So Vincente Luque and Mike Perry had quite a fight, and Mike Perry's nose is in an awful way, man. That was a good fight. That was a that, but that again. This kind of highlighted to me how low key the audience were because I was yeah. like, "This is mental," and, and there was just like, and, and they're not getting engaged or involved in it. No, yeah, I felt like I was like, is, "Are we what?" Like, I mean, is my sound messed up on my TV or something? I was like, what, "What's well, going?" Sometimes on? the UFC do that as well. Their their sound is poor sometimes. I know. I, just, I guess I guess the audience. I guess I just remember like those first Brazilian cards, and you know, yeah. with everyone being South American, there I was like, "Oh, this is going to be a similar kind of thing," and it, it just wasn't. Well, I think it gets you know. I don't know what the what was the attendance like. Um, I'll have a look for it here now. And um, the attendance was nine thousand two hundred twenty five. It, it's not bad for. The, you know, an arena of that It wasn't size. USC Dublin noise, and we only had the same amount. It wasn't, but they didn't promote it. You That's know, true. and let's be honest, the card, ugh, come on, mate. Yeah, a lot of guys we, we would be even very unfamiliar with on, on that card. Let's just, about Luke and Perry, were you happy with the judges' scorecards? I, I had it for Luke. Yeah, yeah. I thought Luke took no control of the, the fight in the, sec- the second half of the fight that he owned. Listen, it, what, what's Mike Perry ever going to be? Mike Perry's going to be a guy that gets in there, like Diego Sanchez. Um, all greatest respect, Diego. Um, you know he's a guy that's going to go in there, put on a show for the fans. He's never going to win a world title. Jesus, Mike Perry. Um, you know a guy I worry for going down the line as well. Um, he's he is, is, is is he's so raw. Takes too much shots. Like I mean, Way his style many. is nearly dependent on being in those warlike situations. Way too many. And like even if you look at the Paul Felder fight, Paul had you know one hand broken in that fight when Paul lost him 170, and. Paul still gave him a lot of damage with, with with his other hand. So you're sort of going like, you know, might just chill out and 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 maybe put a bit more thought into your fighting style before you just go out so reckless. And that's what I always get worried for when I see Mike Perry. He's so fucking raw, man. That nose is seriously. And it's up. yeah, it was just I was like, oh man. When I when I saw it, I was like, shit. Like look at it. It, it was smattered across his face like a piece of bloody mola. It was it was mola's like play doh or whatever yeah. you call it. it just shocking, really. It was, sh- it was shocking to see that one. It was. It was yeah. Bad. Eduardo Garagori got a decision win over Humberto. Ban- I'm being very Ban- harsh today, am I? I just- you're, just, you're just letting it all out there. Uh, Vol- Volkan Ozdemir uh, finally gets back to winning ways, and uh, I'd say that felt good, man, because he has had put up with a lot of shit yeah. over the last year. With that trial that turned out to be complete shite, basically. Yeah, exactly. Um, his whole visa situation being yeah. completely rolled off before his title fight. And he kind of went on them subsequent two losses afterwards. Of course, the Dominic Cruz fight was very close. Reyes. Uh, Dominic Reyes, yeah, he never fought Dominic Cruz. But, um, watch. <laughs> but that's exactly the kind of win he wants. He wants to be shown that he has that stopping power still because, you know, we wanted to see that again. That's what he was known for yeah, when he came in here first. Um, Ila Latifi is no joke. So I think that's a, a huge win for him. And hopefully uh, we can see him carry that momentum into something. Because as we know, we need people in these divisions. Like, I mean, 100% in that division. and. You know, Ehler as well, a guy, you know, it's a, it's a second straight loss in a row after, you know, I think he won two before that. He was nearly knocking on the door yeah. of the title fight before that Corey Anderson fight. You know, you know? And, and where's the momentum? Where's this star going to come from? Johnny Walker. The, yeah, well, that is it. Yeah. You know, Johnny is the hope at the moment that, that we all have. That Johnny Irishman. We want to see him come over and, and, and really make a explosive challenge to, to get in the mix because... You know, heavyweights, light heavyweights. We need these guys. We really, really do. And it's uh, it's it's the UFC's fault to a certain extent as well. It really is. And I don't think they take enough responsibility at times for 
the way they market fighters and and, and again as we talked about you yeah look here, johnny it, johnny walker's it, brand it new he's won three fights and yeah. now he's on a title shot already like yeah. he's basically there yeah. uzdemir was the same when he came in exactly it's, it's like there is no time to nurture talent anymore yeah. but um rodolfo vieira is um a jiu-jitsu guy's wet dream basically he comes in against oscar pochota guy very highly and really, as soon as the fight hit the ground, boom! And Pachot up against the cage, and then it was yeah. It, but Pachot is good on the ground, man. Yeah. He is fucking good. I've seen him in his other fights, so that's uh, really promising yeah. stuff from Rodolfo. I can remember all the jiu-jitsu guys I spoke to before Rodolfo came across the UFC. They were like, "He's the one. He's the next Maya. Like you know, he's the next. He's the next guy that could be like a Damian Maya, really utilizing basic jiu-jitsu skills to climb to the top of the division." And on that performance you yeah. probably say it's and he's a big dude as well oh like, he's a house he used to compete a heavyweight in jiu-jitsu was he yeah Jesus. he was a monster like so um yeah very promising there from himself um cyril the squirrel yeah well we just gilbert oh, burns got the decision win over alexi kinchenko uh that's the first loss on alexi's record so no me and feet there gilbert gilbert burns making his 170 debut yeah. uh, as you pointed out last week to be fair um cyril gan um my god not what I expected whatsoever, but that's probably the best thing you can say about it because this lad can look at his striking. It wasn't one of his better striking performances. Usually, he's really clinical, you know. But to do that to a guy who we thought was, if this hits the ground, <laughs> Cyril's going to be in really yeah. big trouble, and uh, he had armed the shit out of him. And um, so I think that's a that's probably as good as a debut you can have because we already knew about his hands. Franny but, and Gano's protege. But once you were. Uh, once you see that other side, the submission game, that adds a, a whole oh, new spectrum to him. So, um, yeah, big, big fan of Cyril Gann. And um, we, we spoke to him. We'll be speaking to him later on. Great guy. Uh, Gale- is he, can, can I ask a question? Now? You know, is he, is, he, is he one of those people we need? Is he one of those people that... Oh yeah, gonna, well, that is going to go to the top of yeah, of the division. He definitely can, and I mean, a lot of people have been talking about this guy. Like he, he was on my prospects list when he was two and zero. Like he, I mean, yeah. he was just outrageous how good he was. He was a Muay Thai champion as well, and he's just huge, huge mm. weapon of a man. But I think it's very important as well for this French legalization situation. If definitely. they had an event there, you know, we already talked about Duke and Wah. We've lost Duke and Wah over there. To have two heavyweights like Gan and, and Gano yeah. possibly going over there to be in a card would be unbelievable. And yeah, uh, they might ban the sport after those. Yeah. <laughs> you know but I mean? um, like, but uh, Guilherme Cruz got a great bit out of uh, Fernand Lopez. We talk about it later on, of course, Coach Fernand Lopez of the MMA factory. He suggested Gan is not the type of guy that's going to call someone out. His name is Bon Gaiman, which means good kid. He's like, he's not a, he's not a trash talker at all, which is, which is, I think that's what it means. Anyway, oh, Jesus. Um, and uh, bon garçon. but he said uh, Greg Hardy like I mean that would be insane putting Greg Hardy my Cyril Gann yeah. at 4-0 in against uh, Greg Hardy yeah the UFC aren't going to do that yeah they kill Greg Hardy that's yeah, yeah. he was very complimentary now you'll hear it in the interview later on but uh, yeah I, I I think that would go one way and one way violently definitely um, that's really all the European action that was on that card um, it was so, huh it was all right. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I just wanted to mention Alan Philpott's delicious yeah. knee to strikes KO on um, one Warrior series. Yeah, a lot of people were hoping that he would get the contract after that. I didn't really know how this works, so it's basically like the same kind of thing as Contender Series. They all fight, and then one person gets a contract, yeah. and the most impressive. It's more of a league sort of system. They fight each other more than just yeah. the ones and less contenders. They want to pull you back in or whatever. But yeah, it seems to be the way it works. But Beautiful finish, Jesus Christ. And it was a competitive fight yeah. up until then. Just 
Bing. Left hook and then knee knee was just oh was like, ah. yeah. sometimes you just forget with the, the, the global rules that they're allowed to smack each other in the head. Sometimes the I don't know. I'm like what the hell which yeah. one are we allowed to do? Okay. We're in a ring here. Yeah. Like, oh, what's going on here? There's, Fair boxing there's, only. There's, there's a fucking kickboxing fight on. You're like, oh I don't know, man, what am I watching? But um That's huge win for Alan I'm delighted to Did see. Did have that. a million viewers on? Several, several oh, billion. Right. Okay, yeah, it was in the billions again. <laughs> but um, that's two wins in a row now on Warrior Series. He obviously had that loss uh, in his first fight, but yeah. two solid performances. Uh, looking forward to seeing him in, the, in there again, and hopefully the next one will result in a contract because we need to see Europeans like Alan on there. That's going to mm. compel people to view Definitely. that uh, product in Europe. So, uh, very good win for him, I must say. Uh, will we get on with our second interview of the day, so sir? Dude, um, we spoke to Cyril Gan. Uh, after his fantastic submission uh, win in his debut and of course coach Fernand Lopez who gave us a great preview to uh, this weekend's heavyweight title fight between Daniel Cormier and Stipe Miocic of course coach Fernand Lopez is the man who paved the way for Francis Ngannou uh, on his first title ascent Ngannou is training in Las Vegas now but he's still very much part of the MMA factory team so I spoke to um both of the guys about the team out there, and uh, really, really great to speak to Coach Fernand Lopez. He's doing fantastic things in Paris. We'll be back to you in about 20 minutes. And now, as promised, we are joined by the great Coach Fernand Lopez and one of the most talked about fighters coming off the back of his debut win at UFC Uruguay. It's Mr. Cyril Gann. Um, Fernand, first of all, thank you so much for joining me. A pleasure. How are you doing? I'm doing great, and what a win. And, and please tell Cyril, I said congratulations, a fantastic win. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much. Amazing, amazing. I just wanted to know, first of all, um, did Cyril think that it was going to take this long? I mean, it was very quick. Um, did, he, did he think um, he would, he would uh, get Pessoa out of there that quickly? Que tu allais battre Pessoa aussi rapidement. Est-ce que tu as pensé que le combat allait aller aussi vite Non, comme je dis, comme d'habitude, je n'ai jamais aucune prévision pour mes combats. C'est vraiment feeling. Et euh, donc, aussi bien que ça pouvait se terminer tôt dans le premier round, aussi bien que ça pouvait aller au troisième round, j'en avais aucune idée. Well, uh, like you always said, you don't know what, what the outcome of the fight, any fight that is doing. It's really for the go to the to the long term or finish the fight in the in the first second. So he didn't know, he didn't plan anything. He, he just go with the the feeling that he had and uh, what a Pessoa will give him. Yes, yes, and and what an amazing way to win his debut in the UFC because of course before this fight, all of the media guys like me were talking about his fantastic striking ability, his amazing Muay Thai style, and then he comes off with this fantastic submission uh, against a guy who everybody thought would have an edge on him over the, on the ground. He must be very happy with that, showing people a different side of his game. Definitely, I'm happy. I'm um, I'm happy because uh, I, I prove to people that I can be dangerous in in, in all the area. And um, yeah, uh, I'm happy to have pull out the submission in the first round. Yes, yes, of course. Um, is he disappointed that he didn't get a performance of the night bonus? I saw you speaking to my colleague, Guilherme Cruz, backstage, and you didn't know if he was going to get it yet, but uh, is he disappointed that he didn't come away with an extra 50,000? No, it's something that I was asked after my combat. 
après la réflexion, je me suis dit, j'ai même pas une seule fois dans ma préparation, j'ai pensé à l'argent. Donc non, le principal, c'est de rentrer avec du verre. Well, the, the, the main goal is to have the green, right? To have, to have the victory. So, uh, he didn't talk about it before the preparation. He didn't talk about it after being, uh, after yesterday. But at the moment, yeah, I was laughing on that. And, uh, and, and yeah, and, and uh, anyway, we have our teammate, Veronica Macedo, who had the bonus. So, the, the Steelers, 50K going to the MMA factory. Yes, yes. Is she going to give Cyril half of it? <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> no, not, not that sure, but uh, she can give some love, some hugs, you know. But 50K, I mean, each, each person needs to do something in his family with that. So uh, we respect that and no problem. Brilliant, brilliant. Um, one of the things that got me very excited afterwards was when you were speaking to Guilherme backstage, and it was you, Fernando, it wasn't, it, it wasn't Cyril, which I should uh, underline, but you suggested a fantastic fight, uh, the Greg Hardy fight, and I, when I saw this, I was like, oh my God, this would be amazing, because you told me about Cyril, about what a good person he is, what a great family man he is, and then on the opposite side, you have Greg Hardy, a man who not a lot of people like, I feel like this fight would push Cyril's brand through the roof. Is is this something that I know you like it, Fernand, but has Cyril thought about it more since then? Is this something that would be a really good option for him? Uh, yeah, I think, uh, I mean, after, after all, when, when we finished the, the interview with your colleague, he asked me, I mean, he was, uh, he said, why not? Why not? Let's, let's, let's do it. If that happened, if he's free, Why not? Because uh, this is, and he precise that this is a good challenge for him. Because Greg Ali uh, is not someone to count out. He's, he's very good on, on the feet. He's, he's brutal. He's a um, good wrestler. He's good, he has the good conditioning. So uh, I think that will be a good fight. And he thought that that would also go, be a good fight. And uh, he definitely want that to happen, like I a, 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 like a, a suggest. But um, again, uh, Bongama don't like to call people out. So... <laughs> So I'm doing. I will have the bad role to call people out if we need, but uh, he, he, this is not how he works. Yes, yes, I understand. But could, could you ask Cyril? Like, I mean, does does he feel like when I see Cyril fighting, I think he is something very special. And when I see the other guys Hardy has fought, I'm thinking they're nowhere near as good as Cyril. And I know Cyril's a good guy, and I'm not asking him to talk trash. But does he feel like he, if this fight happened, he would be the toughest fight of Hardy's career? Because I certainly feel that way. Ok, euh, il, veut, il veut entendre de toi ce que tu penses sérieusement du, de ce combat en, en vue avec Greg Hardy. Est-ce que, est que lui pense que quand il te voit combattre, tu es loin au-dessus de Greg Hardy techniquement Greg Hardy il est super connu, ça va t'amener au toit du monde et tout parce que c'est parce que un mec connu et tout. Mais est-ce que, que tu penses, comment le combat se déroule Qu'est-ce que tu en penses Qu'est-ce que je pense du combat ou qu'est-ce que tu penses Qu'est-ce que tu penses de ce qui va se passer dans le combat Qu'est-ce qui va se passer dans le combat je, encore une fois, je n'arrive pas à prédire les choses, je n'arrive jamais à prédire mes combats, mais ce qui va se passer, c'est que je vais faire la même chose que d'habitude. Je vais, je vais toujours utiliser mes points forts, ça c'est certain. Et je pense que ça va donner un très gros combat. Je pense que ça va donner un très gros combat parce qu'on a quelqu'un d'en face aussi qui, a, qui est très athlétique et qui a très faim et qui est quand même fort, qui est brutal, comme tu dis. Donc euh, forcément, ça va faire des étincelles. Ok, je ne suis pas bon prédiction. What I can say is that for sure I will do what I know, what I like to do, which is pressure coming forward with my strength, 
which is striking. And then uh, if the guy take me down, if he try to take me down, I will submit him. If if he if if he whatever happened, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know the outcome, but for sure that will be a good fight because it's not a joke, and I'm not a joke. Yes, yes, and, and I was just wondering, and this will be the last question about Greg Hardy, I, I promise, but I was just wondering, um, does he, do, does that give him more of a motivation when, you know, a guy like Hardy has history with domestic violence and, you know, w- with the uh, law in America, does that appeal to him as a fight because of that? Like, does he like oh, to okay, maybe... Oh, got it, got it, got it, yes. got it, got it. Okay, so, 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 he says the question in saying, is that it gives you more motivation to know that Greg has said in the United States that he is known as someone violent, someone that the public doesn't like, Quelqu'un qui est un crash talk et toi non. de l'autre côté tu es quelqu'un que le public aime parce que tu es pas un du bon tout. gamin. Moi je, je prends pas du tout ça en compte. Je prends les qualités physiques, athlétiques et techniques de mon adversaire et pas tout ce qu'il y a autour. Ok. Il uh, said uh, I'm not uh, that, that do not give me any extra motivation right. because uh, my goal is to take an account the, the the skills, the ability, the physique, the sportship, the sport part, but not the, the private life, not the, the the, the lifestyle. I'm, I'm here to do the sport and focus on my opponent with the skill that he have, not the, 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 the lifestyle. Right, right. I understand. And thank you so much for answering those questions. Um, you know, one thing about Cyril as well, I don't think I've seen a guy enter the heavyweight division with this much hype in so long and with such like, you know, with only four professional fights, people are already talking about this guy fighting for a world title. I, I spoke to you before this fight, Fernand, and you were saying like, you know, Cyril has the, the potential to be one of the great heavyweights, a guy who we're still talking about 10 years from now. Does does Cyril understand that that's how you see him? How does he feel about that kind of expectation? Okay, tu es jamais à l'UFC, il y a personne qui n'est entré de manière aussi violente avec une bonne réputation comme toi. Est-ce que, euh, ça, est-ce que tu es conscient que les gens te voient comme un potentiel champion de très longtemps. Est-ce que tu es conscient que moi, ton entraîneur, je te vois avec ce potentiel et qu'est-ce que ça te fait Est-ce que ça te met de la pression de savoir qu'on a de l'expectif sur toi de cette dimension Non, parce que moi aussi, j'en suis conscient. Il a dit non, ce n'est pas une surprise, ce n'est pas sous la pression parce qu'il est conscient qu'il peut être quelque chose de grand. Wow, wow. Et je pense, right so... Uh, Fernand, you 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 got uh, Francis into a title situation in just two years. Does he yeah. be, does does Cyril believe that he can get up to that title shot in that same amount of time? Because as we know, when you get a win in the heavyweight division, it's huge because there isn't the same talent pool at heavyweight than there is in the other division. So it gives you a huge push each time you win. Does he think he could be similar to Francis and he could get to that title shot within two years of his debut? Euh, il dit que j'ai amené Cyril, euh, Francis à la ceinture en moins de deux ans. Est-ce que tu penses que euh, tu feras deux ans pour arriver à la ceinture, moins ou plus euh, que, Ou est-ce que tu te situes dans le J'espère faire aussi bien. Okay. J'espère faire aussi bien. Ah, ah, eh, I hope I can, I, I will do uh, that good, that idea, that Francis did. And, and is he already, like, I mean, does he have an idea about this weekend's title fight? Will he be watching that closely? Does he have any feelings who could win there, Cormier or Stipe he said already that um, uh, um, he feel like uh, 
participate didn't took the fight seriously the first time and if this time he watched the step and he get focused i think is the is tipe who going to win the fight well well that's amazing that's amazing and and i know that cyril wants to fight in ufc copenhagen is he confident that it, it is going to happen or is it too quick of a turnaround have you guys talked to the ufc about that yet yeah we talked to the ufc and uh, it seems uh, the the car in the, the fight car in copenhagen is almost full is is full so um there can be maybe a surprise but uh, we 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 quietly sure that there will not be a room in copenhagen so we're looking forward to have the, the the quicker possible any fight in the in the in any place in anywhere you know you just want you just want to be busy and keep fighting like if you can do two more fights before the end of the year that would be awesome we would love to see him fighting in Europe over here. We would love that so much. You got to tell Cyril he needs to come over here and put on a show for us. Il dit que les Européens aimeraient te voir combattre ici. C'est bien que tu combats dans la main latino aux États-Unis, mais que les Européens aimeraient te voir retourner ici combattre en Europe. Ouais, et moi aussi j'aimerais beaucoup. J'aimerais beaucoup parce que pour le coup, il y aurait beaucoup plus de gens de ma famille okay I, uh, he said that he would like to himself he would like to have people around him family friend people so uh, yeah that, 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 that would be awesome great great uh, Fernand do you mind if I ask you a, a few questions um now is that okay um I've asked Cyril everything I was wondering if I could pick your brain about the heavyweight situation if that's okay let's go. Brilliant, brilliant. Um, first of all, how, how do you feel about this main event? Obviously, I know Francis is preparing in Vegas at the moment, but I know he's still very much um, a member of the team out there and stuff like that. I mean, do you watch these fights very qu- uh, closely, these heavyweight bouts, obviously? Definitely, that's my job. I mean, people, the, 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 this kid, they pay me so I can be, I can learn about the division, I can learn about the, the UFC, the politics, the fight, everything. So... Mm. This is my duty to watch all the all the UFC event uh, every time. So for sure. And um, you think it will be different this time, Fernand? Uh, yeah, I think this time will be different. I think uh, that could be different. I mean, this guy is very good on grappling, on, on wrestling. CP is very good on boxing, and I think if if he's focused, the outcome could be different. Right, right. And uh, do do you think it could go a better way for Francis? I mean, he must be looking at this fight and thinking oh, I could be getting the winner here. I mean, do you think it's better for him if Stipe wins, or it's better if Cormier wins? Because I feel like the Stipe rematch is something that would be obvious if Stipe wins. Whereas with Cormier, there's always John Jones and stuff hanging around. You don't know if Francis is going to be the immediate fight for Cormier, right? Okay, this is the. This, I, I think. I think. I think. If if we take out the John John situation, uh, Francis should be the one to jump for the belt right away. Mm. And I think no matter who you. I, I think no matter who you got, in the situation, uh, no matter if it's um, if it's Stipe or DC, Francis is going to win the fight anyway. Yes, do you do you feel as though he's a very different fighter than we saw fight Stipe the first time? Because he certainly seems that way. Definitely, it's it's, it's completely different. It's, it's really to I mean, I, I definitely think that this time he's going to he's going to have that belt. Is it is it? Do you feel as though it, it took those losses like a guy like Francis who was just 
going towards the title shot so quickly? Do you feel like he needed those losses to gain some more experience just to just to allow him to feel that so now he can go on this second run towards the title? Well, I, I, I don't know if, if he needed that. I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's put that this way. I mean, um, I think I don't need my father to, to get a loss, right? Mm. But I definitely think that the father become mature, the father become good. If you look the history of the champion, the champion become good because they, they know already a loss. I mean, like, um, if, 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 if you are like Israel Adesanya, you are very good, right? You just get there, get the bell, and then there's no problem. That's very good, but there's something missing. I mean, having a loss is a lot of learning. You you never learn like you learn when you get a loss. Then you can think a little bit. So, uh, yeah, I think that loss makes Francis completely different. Do, do you think there's like, you know, they're looking at Francis now and how he's performed lately and they're kind of going, well, like this is this is going to be very difficult all of a sudden because it like just what he did to Dasani, uh, Santos in the last fight, I mean... Who want? Who would want to fight this guy at this stage, right? Like, I mean, he looks insane at the moment. Definitely, Francis always uh, look. But people, they, they, they just tend to forget what someone did. You, you remember Francis pulled a, a huge submission mm. uh, against uh, Anthony. Um, uh, um, in, in I think that was the, his second or third fight in the UFC, and people they was amazed about how. He was brave in, in that submission. And then people tend to forget. And then a couple fights later, they was like, okay, this guy don't know any clue what's going on in the on the ground. So, but um, Francis always looked amazing. And uh, and uh, when when it's a good mindset, you know, if you take out the two the two losses that he have, that he wasn't there, he was in the good mindset, it's, it's, it's still, he's always dangerous anyway. Yes, yes. And as you were telling me before this fight, you feel as though you have a, a huge amount of talent at heavyweight there in your gym, don't you? Like, I mean, you, you were telling me Cyril has a lot of guys to prepare with. Do you feel as though the MMA factory is going to be an even bigger name in the UFC and heavyweight fighting, you know, this time in five years or, you know, two years time? I think um, what's going on is that uh, the world, the MMA world is underrating a lot of uh, European gyms. I think MMA Factory is one of the, it's not because of mine, because it's my gym, but it's one of the best gym in the world. Like, you know, uh, the, the people do, 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 do don't know how good and how smart are European coaching because mm. of the way to be graduate, to get a, to become a coach in Europe is something huge. I mean, you really have to know a lot of things about the the anatomy, the the body, the fair values, physiology, the everything you know. So, the, the mindset is very huge about the coaching in Europe, and especially MMA Factory. We have in the heavyweight division in my gym around ten guys that wow. can be in the UFC, like all of them, like. Uh, the 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 Enoch, if I, the guy that you show you show in the corner of Cyril Gan, if mm. you can just Google as the name of the guy, go to the Wikipedia, you will be amazed by the record of striking that he can put on the table. And this guy is starting the MMA, and he will be doing the first fight in September. Mm. Uh, you have uh, guys like Slim, he was in Olympian in wrestling. We have so many great talent in my team, like people with a five, seven win straight that people they don't know yet, 
I'm, to, I'm, always, I'm just talking about the heavyweight that is amazing. I think in the in the next five years, the MMA factory will finally get the the, the you know the, the 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 recognition, the recognition that it deserves because of what we are doing, because of what we are we are shaving as a talent that we're pulling out every time in all the division. Like you know, we, we were talking last time about Taylor Lapilus, who just yes. I mean, he's, he's the, he had two belts in Germany, in the GMC, the best the best organization in Germany. He's the champion in the TKO in Canada. And this guy fought four times in the UFC, won three times and lost only one time in, in Mexico against a Mexican guy, a tough guy. So uh, we, we have so many great talents like that. You can see even in the girl side, like Rislin Zoa. She, she she went to the Olympics two times. She was fighting know, in EFC, right? And she was fighting in UFC. I yes. mean, the, the fact that she pulled in the belt for the title in UFC Bantamweight was elected the fight of the year in in South Africa. So to tell you the level of the that that the, the good guy that we have in Europe and especially in MMA factory. Brilliant. Thank you, Fernand. Thank you so much for your time. It's always a pleasure to speak to you, and I can't wait to see your gym continue to go from strength to strength. And congratulations on two fantastic performances last weekend. Thank you so much. I really appreciate what you are doing for this sport, my man. No worries at all. And you take you take maybe a couple of days holidays before you go back to the gym, okay? You work too hard. Thank you. I'm, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, picking, I'm picking my daughter to uh, tonight, and then we're going for a four days vacation. That's all that Beautiful. That will be for a good day vacation. Beautiful. And th- so thank you to you. And, and tell Cyril I said thank you very much as well. It's, it's a pleasure for us to speak to you. Yes, me too. Me too. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. All the best. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Peter. Bye-bye. Great to speak to uh, Coach Fernand Lopez and Cyril Gann, a name that we'll be hearing a lot in the future, I believe. And, of course, great to get his take on Cormier v. Miocic this weekend. Um, Huge, huge fight, this. Um, Did you you see the uh, ESPN E60 feature on Cormier? I have not watched it yet. I have seen it. I will not reveal how, but it's absolutely fantastic. Um, really, really good. I think it really sets up Cormier well for if there was a, a thing with Jones again. I feel like Jones was always the the hero there, really, for the fans. You know, he was always the one that with the most support. But when you see the the stuff Cormier has gone through in his life and has managed to forge his career for himself, it's absolutely unbelievable. Yeah, and no, I've seen some of the stuff in the past. We obviously, you know, lost yeah. a daughter and and he's gone through some serious trials and tribulations in his life. Um, but I think just in terms of Jones, um, I think people have warmed to the just the shit talk of Jones. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like, um, you know, he needs those kind of big performances to underline his dominance. Yeah. And just maybe after the Thiago fight, it's not quite where it usually is because he's usually emphatic, mm-hmm. um, and maybe it isn't. But certainly after watching that fight, the the feature, I was like, Jesus Christ, man, this this fellow's unbelievable. Great work from uh, Ariel Hawani and the ESPN team. But um, yeah, I feel like this is an interesting one. Daniel's going back to where he suffered that knockout loss to uh, John Jones in their second fight, and he's taking on Miocic, a guy who he obviously beat in the first round of their fight. But you know, I always give you shit about it, but. You have a point about that eye poke. There's absolutely yeah. no doubt about it. I hate I hate admitting this, but I went back and watched it, and it's hard 
not to think that it didn't affect the fight, you know, whether it was an intentional one or not, um, I honestly don't know. I think if you slow people down and you see them doing that poke motion, it always looks really yeah. bad, you know. Um, I certainly don't think but, it. W- I certainly don't think it was bad to say Ponzinibbio versus yeah, Nelson, yeah. but I, I, I do understand where you're coming from in in terms of it did change the fight. Like it had an impact on the fight. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. You know, I've been a big advocate of that, and I, I, I think it was something that should have been reported more, and it wasn't. Maybe because people are so warm. Um, in terms, well, it's hard of, to it's hard to, to to steal the limelight off a double I, champion, you know. I know, yeah, but you know, my sort of opposite of this is you know, Steve Miocic, the greatest heavyweight of all time. I think, even you know, the amount of defenses he had, he's broken the record for With doing three. that. Took him eighteen months or whatever to to get a um, you know a rematch. Um, should have been an immediate rematch for me. There was talk of Daniel Cormier and Brock Lesnar at one point, I believe, and when Brock came into the octagon, who wants to see that shit? Um, Would have watched it. No, I wouldn't have. Well, I would have. Of course, I would have. <laughs> like, you always say that. Yeah, you always immediately oh, go, oh, I would have watched it. Retracted. Yeah, I probably would have watched I'm it. trying to be the, the big bad wolf. But um, <clears throat> it had a definite impact in the fight. But, you know, I remember watching that fight and going, and Cormier, if you look at Cormier, the way he strikes and he, he he puts out his jab when he's punching, he always seems to have his hands out. And I think the referees really need to watch it in this fight um, coming up. Because clearly it obviously, you know, disturbed Cormier or uh, Miocic's vision. And that was the shot eventually which caught him. Um, what was it? Was was an overhand right or a cross, which which knocked him? Whatever it was, it was. An uppercut, no. Yeah, but it, 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 it imp- impaled his his vision. Definitely. Impaled. Yeah, whatever. Impaired. Impaired his vision. Jesus Christ, his uh, his vision. But um, you know, it's it, it's a really really good fight. But but I just you know I do have that feeling that um, Yoch is going to get his title back on Saturday night. Yeah, I mean that that's what. Fernand said as well, yeah. like he kind of said, like I, I think people are just focusing way too much on the first fight. I think that you know Stipe is is great boxing and he has enough grappling to stay safe against Cormier, you know. And yeah, I mean it, it it's it's taken on a life of its own really this week. I wasn't really I, I I don't know why I just was like Cormier is gonna do it, and then kind of saw your eye poke tweet again for the eighty fifth time, and I was like, you know what, <laughs> motherfucker has a point here. People. But um, but this- do you think it's gonna like? I mean, do you? Are you favouring Stipe a large amount going into this fight? Yeah. Really, yeah? Yeah, I am. Well. I think he's totally underrated wrestling. Um, he's really, really good stand-up. Um, we saw how well he was. Uh, he dealt with Francis Ngannou, some unbelievable footwork um, to avoid Ngannou's onslaught in that first round of that fight. Um, we've seen his wrestling, obviously, the years against, um, you know, the, what fights are we looking at here? The, the Mark Hunt fight, I think, was the really sort of one where he just took Mark down was time horrific, and yeah. time again. It was, it was unbelievable. Um, so many tools, so hungry, I believe, after losing that title as well. He sat out, man, and waited for this. He, he made a point, and, and I respect him for that, saying, I deserve an immediate rematch. I'm the most, you know, I've defended a UFC heavyweight title more than anyone else in the history of the UFC's heavyweight division. And, you know, I think he had a very valid point. And he didn't cry about the eye pokes, which he could have done. Um, and, you know, he, he does seem to respect um, Daniel Cormick when here. But the thing that fucks me off with Miocic in terms of the perception we're talking about and the, the, the pictures that are painted, he doesn't get enough credit for what he did. He went into Brazil in front of a stadium, 60,000 people, that was mad, and yeah. beat Fabrizio Verdum. Um, to win that heavyweight title. And then, you know, put on, I was at the fight in, in, in Cleveland, in his hometown against Alistair Overeem, you know, probably the second loudest crowd I've ever heard in UFC after Dublin. And, um, you know, JDS then and Francis Ngannou and obviously lost to Cormier. It's, you know, it is. It's, it's you know, great four, run. Unbelievable run. Four really 
good wins in such a hard division. But I will say, like the, all of these fighters, and the same applies to all of them. You have to toot your own horn. You have to get out there. Yes. You have to control the narrative, and that's something that Stipe's never done. Yeah, he's like pulling teeth. We've we've both interviewed him a uh, number of times. I usually end up interviewing about uh, how much he doesn't like doing interviews. That's yeah. usually every yeah. interview I do yeah. with him. Yeah. I, I do agree I think he's warmed to it a little bit more in the past he's a lovely guy he's he's just, a, yeah, he, he's, he's fella, really yeah. is a lovely guy but he's just he's just once a camera comes on he's just one of those people he's he's, he's he puts him out a little bit I can totally understand that um, you know but yeah no I do agree with that but I have to say I'm, I'm favouring Cormier like I know you're favouring yeah. Stipe I still favour Cormier and I think the fact that he's been active, the fact that he's gone out there and fought, I think that's as, just as much as a feather in his cap as Stipe sitting out, to be honest. Um, yeah, but he wouldn't fight Miocic. He, he said Miocic had to had to get a fight, and I don't really understand uh, the point of that, uh, saying that, like, you know, what, over a year later. Well, he knocked him out in the first round. I know, yeah. He's doing immediate rematch, like, why? To poke his eye out, but... <laughs> Well, it's not like this is, hasn't happened to Daniel Cormier in his career. Like he's fought John Jones. John Jones is the the biggest culprit of this of all time, without a doubt. He's poked more yeah. people in the eyes than anyone yeah. probably in, in the UFC yeah. consistently. But so. Listen, I think it's a really really good fight. It's going to be a very close fight. Um, but I do fancy Miocic to get a knockout in this. I think you know we, we talk about Cormier's wrestling. You've got Steve Miocic there. You know, a really decorated good wrestler as well that doesn't get the kudos that he does. It probably should get a little bit more respect for that but I believe this is going to stay in the feet and I think Miocic is, is better on the feet generally right right Nine now there's a, there's a pretty big comment event on this card I don't know if you've ever heard of this guy no. Nate Diaz who's he he I don't really know myself <laughs> um, but my I got, god I got locked in the toilet having a drink with him once that's, 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 that's your experience ever. Um, but Nate Diaz um, it kind of feels like the Johnson fight again where it was kind of nothing, and now it's suddenly become massive on Fight Week, which he just has this way of doing it. That Brett interview, Brett Alcomodo on ESPN, yeah. has really teed this up very nicely. There's a lot of different storylines going on. His eyes seem to be very much on Khabib Nurmagomedov. I know this fight's at 170 against Anthony Pettis, but this fight itself has, has taken on legs as well because they've gone back and they're kind of showing all Nate Diaz talking about Pettis back in the day. Pettis had done that interview with Helwani. They, they had shit for years, mate. Where he went on yeah. Helwani and he kind of said, this one's personal. Uh, it's never been personal before, but this one is. I, I think we're, we're setting ourselves up for a classic fight here, but I am a bit disappointed that's the three rounds. Yeah, man. It, it's like, this is, like it's, again, if this ends, uh, if this doesn't get a finish in those first 15 minutes, yeah. people are going to be screaming about it. I was literally, I watched back a couple of fights today um of fights that are actually coming up. I watched Paul Felder and Edson Barbosa and I watched um I watched Anthony Pettis and Holloway, I believe it was, at forty five. And the thing, you know, you sort of take from um Jesus Christ, the thing you take from Anthony Pettis's career and the resurgence over the last number of fights is and I know he lost that Tony Ferguson fight, but God he put in a bloody good display and Duke obviously had to stop it in the corner. But there's been a real resurgence, I think, ever since the Michael Chiesa fight over his yeah. last three fights. Went up, obviously, his last fight to 170. Looked amazing against Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. And you have to feel as though Nate Diaz, the three years out, man, and I am a big believer in this. Ring rust is a, you know, it, it, it's a long, long time to be out. I know he's been fit. I know he's been active, you know, doing jiu-jitsu tournaments and, and training with Ron Gracie. I believe he, he, he's been working a huge amount with ahead of this fight. But it's just not the same as getting in there. And this is going to be a major issue. Andy Pettis has been very, very active in the last year. And I think it's going to be a big, big problem for uh, Nate Diaz on, on fight night. I really do. Yeah, I, but like... I have worries here for, for Nate. And, you know, 
I would love to see that McGregor fight happen again down the line in the future. I know we're a long, long way from that, whatever we, we, we want to talk. I'd love to see the winner of this fight fight McGregor, but, you know... I don't think it's as easy as that. Does Nate, does Nate really, you know, we talk about the three years out, and I know the UFC haven't promoted him right, that's what he said, why he didn't want to get back in there, but is that the major underlying factor here, why he's been back in there? That's what you have to ask yourself, I think. What do you mean? You know, the poor A fight fell out, I know Dustin... You know, sort of pulled out of that from what from what Nate was saying and, and from what we believe. But you know, there was other opportunities to get back in. There is the desire to be in the cage anymore. Well, I mean, I think he went, went went through all that stuff with Brett there fairly quickly. I think he felt that he was being used. Yeah, mistreated. As a pawn. But are, do we do we believe that straight? Oh up yeah, face value. Yeah, I know. I, oh, yeah. I I thoroughly believe he was used as a pawn, and he's always felt that way. Oh, there's no doubt about that. Yeah, but you know, taking the three years out is is the hunger there? Is the desire going to be there? I don't know. Um, it seems that way. Like, I mean, I definitely think he's fired up. Like, I mean, he doesn't he doesn't have to do these interviews. That's not like Nate Diaz. Like, I mean, and, and you can tell he's trying to be cool. But as soon as he starts talking about this, you can see the fire inside of him. Um, yeah, three years out is huge, though. Of course, like, what, what what way is he looking? How is he moving? But the Diaz brothers, like, even when Nate... He looks old, though. Yeah, well, so does I, every no, fighter. No, I couldn't believe how, when I saw that interview, how... Haggard he got Jesus um, <laughs> No but like I don't I, I don't for, think for a second That this fella Stopped training That his body's got out of shape That anything like that I'm not that. saying like, that yeah No like that's one thing That I, I'm pretty sure of Even like Even if Nick came back now Who seems to just be Partying 24-7 I'll be like Oh like I wouldn't be surprised If he came back And he was somehow fit Because they just They're natural athletes They've been yeah. Chewing themselves up Their whole lives um, But I feel like He is a huge player In this card Like I mean he is with everything else that's going on, we're going to talk about the rest of the cards soon. Nate Diaz he's is the, the, eyes. the star of the he show the here, eyes. without he a is. doubt about it. He is the eyes, but um, I just like the momentum Pettis is on. I think he's going to take great, great um, belief and confidence from that Stephen Thompson fight. That was a superlative display from from. It was Andy a Pettis superlative in display fight. in terms of the finish, but he was chasing the fight up until that, I thought. Nah. Was no? he? Not, not particularly. He was only a round gun. I know, but feeling a process in the, the first. The finish was fantastic, but um, yeah, he took a little, took a few smacks, yeah. <clears throat> but uh, it was a different kind of fight from him. Like, I think it's going to be a great, great fight. I think it's going to deliver well. Yeah, I um, think we're going to have you know, and uh, yeah, let's let's go back. Sorry, reverse back to the original point that you made. It's not five rounds. It's a travesty a fight like this isn't five rounds. This is, um, you know, when you ideally sort of look at think of this fight, you think of two guys standing there in the cage, you know, battered and bloodied at the end of the fight, having given a hundred and ten percent. And we probably will see that over three rounds. But, you know, we're going to be a guarantee of going on, on, on Saturday night here. Shit, man. Why didn't we get another two rounds of that? I, yeah, I, I think it's like it's, they need it's to change always it, the case. Yeah. They need to change it. It's but they have to ridiculous. pay these guys if they're on a fight in five, five rounds. It's a different yeah. camp completely, you know? Yeah, that's true. Um, interesting as well. Um, Duke Rufus, your friend, um, speaking about Anthony Pettis. He, he thinks he's going to win by submission. That would be wild. That would be wild. That, and, and he said the last time he predicted that, was when Pettis submitted Ben Henderson, was it? Did he say yeah, or something like yeah. that? Um, to win the title. Yeah, and he said that's the last time he ever predicted something like that. So uh, Yeah, he normally, like, known Duke, he doesn't go out and throw predictions out here and there, so he must be wildly confident that... that wildly would be the word, are you? Like, <laughs> yeah, you're going to submit just, Nate Diaz. I, I, I just said that, yeah, wildly confident that that's going to happen. But listen, three years out, you know, again, we, we ha- you have to look at that, and maybe that's in Duke's... 
thought process. I'll, I'll probably uh, throw a text to Duke later on tonight and see what the what the crack is and see what his predictions are for that. Get flight your and, Ireland back, Jer- and Jersey whatever. back <laughs> off, will you? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no, you know he he does. He's uh, he's Greek Irish or is his uh, his family heritage. He's he's very he loves sort of Celtic top on and stuff like that as well. He's a mad flair as well, Duke. But uh, listen, I can't wait for it. I'm totally totally. That's the fight I'm looking for. Man, I've been looking so forward you're, to this you're fight going, summer, you're going, right, just so far so I can keep registering this. You're going Stipe and Pettis. I think so. Yeah, I think I'm, gonna have I'm to going go on the Pettis. opposite side of that. I'm going Diaz okay. and Cornell. Oh, there's fucking war here. Let's have a look at the tiebreaker then. Yoel Romero versus Paolo Costa. <sighs> Jesus. Um, interesting here with everything that's gone on. Yeah. 13 months away for yeah. Paolo Costa. Yoel Romero taking lads to court, winning. Um, it's a huge fight. It, it's 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 nearly being minimized slightly by the two huge main and co-mains, but that is one hell of a fight. What what do you think when you look at it on paper? I, I simply can't look past Yal Romero's wrestling. Like I just like this guy will not be able to live with this man on top of him. Like yeah, but like you look at Paolo Costa, what we've seen from yeah, and, and that's the thing as well. Sometimes Romero doesn't wrestle at all, and yeah. he just stands there in front of him. And I'm like, don't stand in front of that guy. Don't what whatever you do. Yeah. Don't stand in front of him. My God. We saw the whole Rocco scenario as well. When <laughs> like that was... Explodes into action ads over quickly. We, yeah. were, we were... Like, that was just... Oh, Jesus, when the blood started squirting out, it was like, oh, man, no. What's happening here? But listen to me. Um, I will. I just... I, I think Paolo Costa, from what I've seen... I know he's been away for a while, but, man, we were so excited about oh, this yeah. guy. And I think maybe, you know, we look at the Whitaker fight... You put some hands on Romero, and I know he's obviously a very, very tough guy, and you know they were both decision victories for Whitaker. But Paolo Costa is it maybe a little bit of a, more of a power puncher than Robert Whitaker? Oh, yeah, no, yeah. Oh no, I think I agree with you. But one thing I, I find mad about Yol is he literally just takes rounds off and then explodes into action for like yeah, ten seconds yeah. and win a round on your camera. Why? Went around because he lettered someone, yeah. like, and he was like, "Oh." But mate. but he he's known to take a round off as well at times. Oh to yeah, time. and I you know I, known to sit on the stool and take a round. Yeah, to get back stand there. And, and the, but like, I didn't understand that in the Whitaker fight. I did think he took a, one of the rounds off. I think it was maybe it was the fourth or the last one. Was there was a lot of we, we had a lot of debate. Whatever it was, anyway. But you look at Costa here, man, and what we see was it who did he fight last? Uriah Hall was it? I think it was. Hang on, I'm just going to check here now. Um, you, you, okay, right, Uriah Hall, Johnny Hendricks. Uh, on oh, Wale Bangbose and Garrett McClellan. What UFC. about that pronunciation? Just straight, you got Bangbose beautifully there. I must oh, say. there you go. Um, None Hall, of those fighters are anywhere yes, near. near the level of yeah. fighters Romero. Yeah, that's a very, very good point. And you know that could be the decisive factor here. But if you look at his fucking record, man, TKO, TKO, it's just like this is a mission thrown in there. TKO, TKO, punch, punch, punch. It's, man, the guy has not gone outside two rounds in his, his career. I would expect this one to go a little bit further. But, yeah, listen, you have to figure in the wrestling. Um, yeah, maybe you are right. I think that's a fan, fantastic dynamic to this fight that we have that debate there. We're like, what's going on? It's just too hard to work out. You know, is the power going to be too much for Romero? Is Romero's wrestling going to be too much? Okay, you know what I'm going to do? Because I know you're going to go with Romero. Fuck it, I'll go with Costa. Third round TKO. Oh, lads. Um, that's that's going to be good. It, it's it's going to be one of those ones where I'd probably three, three and out to, to PT. Oh, I don't know about that. They're all very close fights. Um, I can't wait to see Sadiq Yusuf um, uh, against Gabriel Benitez. Uh, I love that guy. I think he's brilliant. Um, you know, that's that could be a, a very big big fight for him in terms of look at the card he's on. Huge spotlight there. He's the only 145er on that main card. Him and obviously Gabriel. Yeah. 
but uh, I think that's huge for him. Also, think Ian Hoynish has a chance to do some amazing Definitely, shit yeah, there against fighter. Derek Brunson. He, he's really exploded into the scene. He has a fantastic story. You know, he's been arrested in Spain, etc. Um, what a run he's been on. Fabulous. And uh, that's a good fight. Hoynish and Brunson really is. Yeah, it's a good fight. And we we love. I think further down the card. Obviously, someone who's uh, a lot of hype sort of behind them coming into this was Corey Hansagen. Uh, Sandhagen. Sandhagen. Um, after that, after that uh, victory over John Lineker. Um, and um, Lineker was obviously subsequently released after that fight, which caused a lot of controversy against Rafael and said that's an absolute uh, cracking fight. Rafael, obviously, coming off that loss to Marlon Moraes. So that's, man, that's an absolute banger as well of a fight. So Can I let my complaint out here? Yeah, go on. No Europeans. There's not one. I think we did we not touch on that last week that we said there was no year. I know, but it's a joke. I need to underline that again. That is a bit of a piss take, isn't it? Mm, it's a hilarious piss take. It Who is. will we take on as an Irish man for the week? Jesus, I don't know. Um, Who's going to get it? Who's going to get it? Who's going to get ordinary citizenship for this weekend? Um, mm. Pettis looks Irish. No. <laughs> well, um, I mean, he da- he has Duke wearing the jersey. That's I mean. true. That is probably the nearest link we have. Um, Nate Diaz fought an Irish man. That is true. Um, um, yeah. I, I mean, think, I think it, we just we skip it. Yeah, no, no <laughs> Irish, no just, Irish representative. Okay, right, we'll, we'll go. We we'll go. Uh, Kung Ho Kang. What about Casey Irish? Kenny? That sounds Irish. It does sound Irish. Doesn't we it? let Casey. I don't know much about Casey, but and I don't fancy his chances against Manny Bermudez. Yeah, if we're going right. to be perfectly honest, Manny Bermudez has been a bloody killer. That's a fight and a person you should probably look out for as well. Yeah. If you're going to watch that fight, he's a he's yeah, a killer. Not Irish person this week, so uh, oh well. But um, how was your wedding this week anyway? Who got married? My mate's sister. Oh, lovely. Um, yeah, and it was great. Re- really, you know, lovely, lovely day on Friday and. Got very, very drunk and um, oh, obnoxious. No. I woke up on a couch. Someone must have spoiled you. That's not like you. Nah, nah. I tell you, it's the one. Get wine, the guard man. on that now. I said to you when I went down on Friday, I said, oh, I'm going to stick to the Guinness. There's no way. And of course, fucking wine comes to the table. I started necking I it never, out. yeah. I never really played uh, with the wine. Um, I did, and I paid for it. I was absolutely dying on Saturday in work. It's it's tough. Uh, we, not nice. We got, um, I was at the How was mo- yours? Yeah, it was great. Uh, my good friend, my best mate Steve's brother got married, so we were down for the whole day, the whole kit and caboodle. I haven't danced at a wedding in a long time, but my God. God, I was just about to tell you that. I was on the dance floor. They had to scrape me off the fucking dance floor about 5 a.m. so I could go home. Those videos of me dancing at the wedding, I was at a few weeks beforehand, are going around. Oh, are they? And they were sent, oh, I was doing the floss and all this shit. Like, I what? have it here. I got sent one on, on oh, literally on Friday. I'll well, we'll the wait till they go know. off and we, we can see it then. But, oh, it was uh, bad. Yeah, great, great times uh, had by all. You know, Reggie is nearly two years old now, Jonah. It's one Fuck week off. from Reggie's birthday today. What? Yeah. What you get him? I'll just get him a fillet steak, as always. There's no flossing. Look. Uh, it's visual. It's uh, He's very vibrant, I'll tell you that much. Have you switched into a t-shirt there underneath the suit jacket? Yeah. Is that what you do? Would you bring a change of clothes for that kind of thing? No, I was just obnoxiously drunk. You puked <laughs> all over your shirt, no, did no, you? No, 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 not at all, not at all. I went for a nap for an hour and then got back up, apparently. Oh, that's that's good. Yeah. I don't remember that, apparently I was dancing until 6am that's not a, a nap that's a blackout yeah. <laughs> more, more than likely yeah <laughs> not but, lie. Uh, yeah well that's that's pretty much all we have for you this week lads um, we've got uh, other things to do tonight um, so we have a few big cards coming up in the next few weeks as well So a few big episodes a big episodes yeah and like you know we've Khabib Pore in what three weeks time and We've uh, Jessica Andrade and Zhang come up, which would, I think would be a great fight. Yeah, I'm actually looking forward to that one a lot. Yeah, Zhang yeah, mm. looks like a bloody absolute killer. But and you'd have to imagine then the the 
the winner of Watterson and Yin Jacek will take on the winner of whoever <laughs> leaves there with the title. I think it's a bit early for Zhang, but I don't think it's going to be our last title shot. That's that's what I'll say about that. Yeah. But um, can't wait for the fights this weekend. I'm genuinely fired up to watch them. 100% co-main and main. Un- unbelievable. And, and obviously Romero and Costa as well. Just, you know, fabulous fights. And I think that's what, you know, we do complain at times about the oversaturation of UFC in the world's... Um, Especially the amount of cards they put on, but you know this one this weekend we we can't be complaining because it's it's these are the fights I think you relish you know viewing as well. It's gonna be one of the ones you look back at the end of the year and go that fight happened this year that was crazy exactly and it's three fights and um, just want to thank you all again for the reviews you're leaving on MMA fight on iTunes. Uh, Thank you very very much. We love you all very much. Uh, Tell your friends. Tell your ma. Tell everybody. Um, We love you loads. Here's a big kiss from me. Give him one, Noel. Good luck. Love you. Talk to you soon. See you next week. Be safe. Be vigilant. to do's, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.